What's up, beautiful people? You know what time it is. You know what time it is. You are tuned in to the Tommy Talk Show. What's up, beautiful people? Go ahead, turn that music up on your speakers, turn it up on your dials, turn it up wherever you are. Loosen your muscles up a little bit, turn your heads, loosen your necks. We are getting ready to hop into another amazing episode of the Tommy Talk Show. I am your host, T.W. Suggs, also known as Tommy Wilson Suggs. And guess what, y'all? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I have an amazing guest co-host today. This is actually history for the Tommy Talk Show. This is my first ever guest co-host. And right with me right now, I have Stacy Stefano. What's up, Stacy? Oh my goodness. This is a great day. This is a herstory history. <laughs> wow. Right? Hey, yes. I love, hey. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, indeed. You feeling good today? This is awesome. I am so happy to be here with you, reunited after so long. It feels good to see your face. I know. Hey, likewise, likewise. When um, I was pulling together the um, the concepts for uh, for the shows, for those of you who who may not know, um, you know these shows that a lot of us do with podcasts and talk shows. These aren't things you just pull out the air. They're planned. They're they're curated. They're cultivated. And um, so for the entire month of May, we uh, set aside this month on the Tommy Talk Show to just honor and celebrate women. And when we were thinking about that, I said, you know what? Who I have to have on here? I have to have my friend Stacy DeStefano. Uh-huh. Um, y'all, Stacy is a rock star. Let me, I'm not going to go into every, 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 every single thing that Stacy is doing right now, but, uh, Stacy is an executive coach, uh, a strategist, advisor, a mover and a shaker, a phenomenal woman and the CEO and founder of consulting for human services, also CFHS, where they are built on the belief that mission and margin shouldn't be competing concepts for their clients. Stacey, thank you so much for being here with me, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. It is an absolute joy to spend this time with you. I I just have always adored you and your energy and just to sort of witness it in person and be a little bit of a part of it. I am just delighted. So thank you again. Oh, likewise. Listen, y'all. So, so Stacy and I, as you uh, probably picked up, Stacy and I, we actually have uh, some history together. This has been um, actually uh, a, a woman who I admire greatly. I've seen Stacy. So, so let me say this. So, today's story is about celebrating her power, right? So, this is really celebrating women and leadership and women who are women who are using their voices and women who are showing up in their fullness, their authenticity, who are taking charge of the room unapologetically. Women rise up. And when I was thinking mm-hmm. about this, I said, I have to have Stacy on because I've actually had the pleasure of seeing Stacy in action. I've attended meetings. Oh, <laughs> I've seen where Stacy just by Stacy and some of the other women that we're going to have on here, Stacy has such a presence when she walks into a room. It's like it, 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 first of all, it brightens up and she pulls everybody's ear. Like you just want to hear everything that Stacy has to say and everything that she has to share. So Stacy, you are definitely a rock star in my book, my friend. Thank you. That is incredibly, incredibly humbling. I appreciate it so much. And I have had just such an incredible amount of, um, 
positive women role models in my life personally and professionally. And I just feel like it's so important to carry that forward and, and to kind of keep giving that as much as you can whenever you can. There just yeah. aren't enough, you know, aren't enough places where we pull each other up the ladder. Wow. Wow. That's very interesting. That's really interesting. Would talk to me more about um places and and just how women can pull each other up the ladder. Yeah. I mean, I think even going way back, you know, my mom was uh, mostly a stay-at-home mom and she was, um, when I was young, she was, you know, the president of the PTA. And I thought that was the greatest job a woman could have because that's all I saw. I mean, I was proud of her and she was amazing and great and, you know, very engaging and strong and a great mom. But I thought that was it. You know, I didn't even know there was more. So I think for our generation, right, like many of us, and I'm in my 50s, proudly, you know, we had to really, yeah, come on now. Uh, We had to really kind of make our own way. Nobody made the way for us. So it's just so amazing to me now to watch younger women and see them step into their power sooner. And however Mm. we can do that as seasoned professional and leaders, however we can make that glide path smoother, we are absolutely obligated to use our voice to do that. So I'm surrounded by a team of incredibly young, talented women that I'm so grateful for. I learned so much from them, but, you know, they remind me too, in in such humbling ways that their eyes are always on me. Yeah. So yeah. there's that accountability to, yeah. to stand straight and, and give them some space. Hmm. You know, I think it's um, it's also with women who are really driven and successful, we want to do it all ourselves. Yeah. And, and even though we make it look easy, you know, it's hard to carry. Wow. So, you know, I think there's some of that too. You know, what's so interesting. Uh, last, the last time we had um, for the last episode of the, of the Tommy talk show, um, the theme was celebrating phenomenal women. And we had um, a panel discussion with uh, Tina Pelzer, Dr. Veidra Jackson, and um, Robin Shine Maddox. And one of the things that um, that I think that came up out of the discussion was the pressure, um, the pressure of being phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then also... Um, how most, how many phenomenal women, because of that pressure, they don't ask for help. Yeah. They don't say, Hey, they don't. Wow. No, wow. they don't ask for help. And then they, they often feel, you know, and I was guilty of this younger Mm -hmm. and luckily grew out of it with some push, but you also feel like you have to be smaller, right? Because there, there isn't a lot of, um, encouragement for being fully who you are, you know, And, and it's a lot. You know, it's a lot to be who we are, Yeah, but we should be that. We should be a lot. So I think the interesting piece is, you know, is really being comfortable with other people being uncomfortable. Woo! Yeah. You know, like who, who is she to do that? Or who is she to, to, to promote herself or who yeah. is she to brand herself? Well, who, why wouldn't I? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't you? And if you don't embrace that and support that, then like keep it moving because I want a circle of a hype squad. That's what we all Come deserve. on. Come right? on. Right? I asked, I asked, um, you spoke about a circle of a hype squad. I just asked, um, uh, who was it? It was uh, Lisa Little. Same episode. I said, if you were to pull together a toolbox, and I'm going to ask y'all that same question too. Okay. But if you were to pull together a toolbox for women, um, for for a woman who was 
um, on her way to becoming. I said, what would you put in that toolbox? It could be tangible or in, in, or intangible. Lisa Little said, I will put other women in that toolbox. Oh my goodness. I've exactly. Yeah. So when you said that, yes. you, that you have, that you have a network, that you have a community of phenomenal and amazing leader, female leaders around you that helps you stay, you know, grounded that, you know, you can share your heart with, that you can share your challenges and sharpen each other with. When you said that, it reminded me of what, of what she said. So it makes me wonder, you know, it makes me wonder if there's like um, an aspect of isolation Mm-hmm. And this journey for a lot of women in leadership that um, that may not that many people may not touch on it, that many people may not even know exists. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be lonely and you have to be OK with that. You wow. know, I, th- I think the biggest, um, you know, gift that um, my dad gave me, you know, and he's since passed, but he was one of, you know, the most amazing people in my life. And he mm. used to say, you know, Stace, you get what you tolerate. Woo. And you my know, producer is not his head. Like, <laughs> like, you know, you know, whether it's bad coffee, bad you know, relationships, Woo! bad friendships, bad job, bad clothes, bad, like you get what you tolerate. And anytime I would complain, he would say that and it would be like, all right, check. You got to check yourself on that. Cause that, wow. that's up to you. Yeah. And, and so that, you know, that, and, and the circle that you put yourself around, like you yeah. rise or lower yourself to the people around you. And, and so you have to be intentional, mm. especially as a woman leader, about putting yourself around the people who are going to kind of help you rise rather yeah. than just, you know, keep you at bay. So yeah. it, it, yeah. it can be lonely, but you have to be okay with that. Wow. Wow. Thank you for that state. L- listen, oh the stuff that you're sharing right now is stuff that I'm going to be putting in my little toolbox. So let me put this in here for later. I know mm-hmm. she's sharing it for other women, but I'm going to put mm-hmm. this in here for phenomenal men. Yes, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wow. how great would this world be if we, you know, lived by that? You get what you tolerate. You know, how wow. many bad relationships or how far you go in school before you decide that's not for you and you were doing it for someone else or mm. you know, all the things we do in life because we feel like we have to or mm. we, we settle, you know, yeah. we have a culture of settling to be polite and that doesn't serve anybody. So, wow. you know, it's, 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 it's stuck with me all these years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Thank you for sharing that. And I and I definitely yeah. and um my, my my condolences for for the passing of your father. Um, but I so appreciate him by way of you uh mm. for leaving that legacy and leaving that pearl uh that you just shared with all of these listeners. So thank you for oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a huge picture of him in my office and you know, sometimes I look up at right the moment, I'm like, All right, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. Don't need to say nothing else. I got it. Uh-huh. I got it. Yeah. yeah yes, yeah. indeed. Well, we have some awesome guests lined up for the day. Uh, we have uh, uh, Monica Guzman, who will be joining us momentarily. I'm actually uh, reaching out to Monica right now just to go ahead and make sure that um, make sure that she's okay. Um, and, uh, we also, uh, have somebody that you introduced me to. Mm, I never, oh my goodness. After, so, so everybody, after I asked Stacy to come onto the show, Stacy, and I'm going to tell her this when she, when she comes on too, Stacy was like, you have to reach out to Kalila Wright. 
And I was like, Kalila Wright, you and 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 Stacey said, go follow her page. She's uh, she's the CEO and founder of Mess in a Bottle, and mm-hmm. she said you will not be disappointed. I looked at Kalila's page, and right off the rip, <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Stacy. Unbelievable person. I love her so much. Love oh her. my love goodness. Her so much, yeah. Yeah. And you know, when I was on my way to the studio today, I said, you know what? I think one of the other reasons why Stacey really appreciate her is because of her fashion sense. Kalila is sharp. Oh, my Lord. You can't. I, can't even. <laughs> I cannot even with her. She is. She stopped by my house one day uh, last summer and it was like on her way between things. And she showed up. I was like, I got to just go upstairs and close the door. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> sandals with the gold and the this and she is just like a bright ray of sunshine that just overwhelms you in the most amazing beautiful way from her personality to her look to her raw honesty like you just wait she uh she's a treasure truly oh can't can't wait I'm looking forward to that oh yes Mm -hmm. because I've been following her since and just the fact that it's it's with the with the um, with the messages that she's putting on her her merchandise, um, and, and those of you who have not uh, followed uh, Kalila Wright just yet, please follow her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just the messages that she writes, it's, it, it's like they could actually be pages or even a book in and of itself. But she just encapsulates yeah. everything into one one sentence or just a couple words she's amazing. that yeah. just resonates on a deeper level. So, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. wow. And honesty. You know, I think one of the things I love about her, and you'll see that in a few minutes, is, you know, she is exactly who she is. And that could be very different moment to moment. But you may see her one moment, whether it's on Instagram or reality, completely glam, head to toe, top of the, you know, top of the game, met Gala. And then the next time you see her, the next day, she's running down the street, training with no makeup and sweats. And she is as real as I've ever seen a human being. And I just cherish that about her. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And you know what I also love when I was um when I was looking at her um when I was looking at her page is the fact that she's first of all I appreciate that she that she created a male's a men's line. So because yes. men are sometimes overlooked and forgotten when it comes to yes. fashion, but there are those of us who actually like to look nice. Yeah, um well, so she has Hey, hey, Come on. hey, don't tell him that because I'm just wearing a baseball cap and a sweatshirt. Listen, They're looking I've like the king it. of what? I've, I've seen it. I have borne witness to the fashion that is Tommy. And oh, I will wow. say for your listeners, and you may not have remembered this, but for Halloween one year, my husband who worked with Tommy and I wow. dressed, dressed up as Tommy for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, wow. I remember that. <laughs> I remember and that. And the vest and the bow tie and the shoe. He had it all to a T. He, he had it you. to a T. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot about that, Stacy. Yes, oh indeed. I got to send you that picture. I got to dig it up. That was yes, awesome. Dig that up and send that to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. man. So, listen, I, I want to ask you a question, Stace. Um, so... So when it comes to when it comes to your journey when yeah when it comes to your journey um with leadership and even the journey to becoming a leader 
mm-hmm. right? What were some of the challenges that you faced? Yeah, I think the first challenge looking back is that it was never my plan, right? Wow. I, I didn't even know that was possible. I was a, you know, a clinician. I was doing the work. I was just saying yes to opportunities, but I never in my wildest dreams 20 years ago would have said, I am the founder of a company and I've held four C-suite roles of half a billion dollar organizations and sat on boards and been a sought after conference speaker. There is no way that I would have put that on my roadmap. So, you know, I think sometimes the biggest obstacle is we don't have a big enough vision for ourselves. Okay. So that that's number one. I think the other piece is, you know, not having any formal education because that wasn't my plan. So learning all that on okay. the fly. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, you know, just I think it comes down to, you know, saying yes to things that excite you and trusting okay. yourself to figure out that you'll you'll know how to do it or you'll learn. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. What, so going back to what you said before in reference to just not even having a plan for it. Um, and, and like, it just kind of, that leadership just kind of fall into your lap or like, how, how did you make that transition from, okay, I have no plan for this. I didn't, this was, this was not even on the radar to, okay, now I'm this leader. How, how did that transition occur? Yeah. You know, I I think part of it is personality. You know, I'm the oldest uh, child and the first grandchild on both sides. So used Mm -hmm. to be in center of attention, used (laughs) to be praised and saying you can do anything. So I think some of that is just, you know, naturally gravitating toward, yeah, why not? I can try that. I can do that. Not being afraid to fail. Um, And then really not having a plan, there wasn't anything I wasn't going to succeed in because I didn't even have that as a succeed fail option. It was just, here's what I'm doing. Sure, I can say yes to that. Then you say yes to the next thing and the next thing. And before you know it, you're kind of taking those leap roles and saying, well, why not me? And having some mentors along the way, like folks, Uh, when you and I first started, you know, folks encouraging you and saying, hey, you're really good at this, or people really respond to you, or, you know, with a little more support over here, you'd be really good at this. So just being coachable, right? Yeah. Being open to the pieces you don't know, because we don't know everything, no matter who we are, what level we achieve. Wow, that's amazing because in order for us to be coachable, there's a le- there's a level of vulnerability. There's a level of honesty and and okayness, quote unquote, with I don't know and I need help. I don't mm-hmm. know the way, I don't know the path. So I have to be in this position where I have to allow somebody else who I'm trusting to know the path to provide mm-hmm. me with some insight, some some tutelage and some some uh some guidance in in those areas. Wow, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah. No, totally. And you know, I saw an interview recently um I was lucky enough to participate in the audience Sarah Blakely who is the founder of Spanx, first billion dollar woman entrepreneur and uh she she said just an incredible thing I wish I had done with my kids. She said when she was growing up, her father at the dinner table would ask them every night, her and her siblings, what did you fail at today? Whoa. Right. Not what did you do well, but wow. what did you fail at? And they wow. normalized and praised failure because if you weren't failing at something, you weren't trying anything new. Right? Right? Wow. 
I mean, that undoes everything we know about raising human beings and, you know, but what a gift that she was so not afraid of failure. She was incentivized to fail. It was like, great. You, you did great. You know that you stink at hockey or you're no good at the debate club or, you know, you couldn't remember your lines and drama, whatever it was, they were excited to tell their dad what they tried and failed at every day. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. I love that. I love that so much. There's actually, there, there have actually been studies that show, um, the link between, um, quick failings and innovation, because Mm -hmm. if you're, because innovation, a part of, a part of that, um, that, that innovative type of thinking and that innovative spirit is being able to step into the unknown. And when you step into that unknown, you are going to fail, you know, but it's about those lessons. It's about knowing how to pivot, not wallow, but pivot, you know, um, in those failures or in those ear, those learning edges or those learning curves, you know, so, wow, that's excellent. That's an amazing gift. Isn't that something? And really, how does that beautifully separate the failure of a thing or a try or an attempt from yeah. the failure of us as a human there. You're not a failure. There's because a you difference. Failed. Yeah. There's a huge difference. Yeah. Right? Wow. Wow. So what a gift that is, isn't it? What a gift. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. So I know that you mentor a lot of, I know you mentor a lot of people. I know you've coached, especially a lot of women. Mm-hmm. What's something that you see as a reoccurring theme that you find yourself addressing with mm-hmm. some of the women that you're coaching in, in, mm-hmm. in terms of helping them to develop into the leaders um, that they are working toward becoming. Mm-hmm. And makes me absolutely bananas crazy. So, so <laughs> makes me so mad to see it. Self-deprecating. Wow. That apologizing and I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I should have. Oh, do you mind if I like yeah. this timid, you know, oh, I know that I don't always have the greatest ideas, but I thought maybe we, why are you, there are the world, there's a world of people who do not want you to succeed. Do not be one of them. Wow. Right. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you are not going to advocate for you, if you are not going to be okay with who you are and what you have to say, why should anyone else listen? So yeah. that is like immediately what we work on is do not come from a position of apology unless you know you have hurt someone. Wow. Oh, that's excellent. Right. That's excellent. So I think that's the biggest thing. And, and I have seen that shift generationally, which is a beautiful thing to witness. But okay. You know, we are socialized as women to to be, you know, number two, to be behind, to be soft, okay. to be quiet, yeah. to to sort of find our place to insert ourselves. Yeah. And and what I love is the 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 circle of women around me who say like, "F that. We're 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 at the table." <laughs> yeah. We're not, you know, we're not we're not waiting for our turn. Yeah. We are saying it is my turn. You know, we are not waiting for the sea. There was, you know, there's so many great quotes that other women before me have said, and it's around that, you know, if there's no seat for you at the table, bring your own chair. Like, come on, get a different table, get a different table. We don't want to be at that table anyway. This table's better. Right. So there is the timidness of, you know, oh, I wonder if I am allowed to say anything like stop that immediately. Like, yeah, work on that right off. Right. Wow. Right off. So for all for all my for all my um listeners who are women, did you just hear that? Did you just hear that? 
Stop all that self-deprecating activity and not only the activity, the words, but there's an internal dialogue that's happening that actually positions you for that for that self-deprecation. There's mm-hmm. so so we have to we have to be careful of what we're saying to ourselves. We have to be careful what we're saying to our uh, the conversations that we allow ourselves to have within our minds and within our hearts. And we have to sometimes check ourselves. We have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to change your mind, change your thinking, get some new material, you know, surround yourself with a new circle so that you can start mm-hmm. changing your outlook and start changing your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Stacy, mm-hmm. when it comes to, so you mentioned that the culture, and I could not agree with you more, the culture um, is positioned for women to you know, be, you know, second and the culture is positioned, you know, for women to not have a voice. Mm -hmm. So how does a woman, how, how do they address that when they come against that barrier, when they come against that glass ceiling like that, Mm -hmm. how do we, how do they address that culture that's in their place of employment, or even if they're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and they're doing, you know, B2B, you know, business to business mm-hmm. or whatever, how do they address that culture? Because it's, it's, it's a culture, it's, it's everywhere. How do they address mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. And I think a couple of things. First of all, let me just go back and say, you know, the most important choice you could make as not just a woman as anyone, but especially a woman, the most important career decision you can make, and I'm saying that intentionally, Mm -hmm. the most important career decision you could make is the person that you choose to spend your life with. Wow. Okay. So if your spouse, I don't care if it's, if you're a woman and it's another woman, if you're a woman, it's a man, whatever it is, I'm not putting a gender on that. Mm -hmm. Whoever you choose to spend your life with, that person has to be your biggest hype squad leader, supporter, champion. And if they are not, you will never have that level of success because you're always going to have that chain pulled a little bit. So that was a game changer for me when I met my husband 15 years ago. No matter what I do, his first response is always, I am so proud of you. Wow. There, there is always this, there is never a jealousy. There is never a, uh, like he always wants me to go 10 times higher and there is never any jealousy there. So that's that's just critical, I think, across the board um, to value your career and what you're doing and, and to value your journey. Um, but the other piece is, you know, I think we spent so much time talking about limitations and glass ceilings mm-hmm. that we've actually sort of validated them over and over just by talking about them. Okay. So I feel like now it's like, I don't even believe in that. I just yeah. haven't maybe found the right set of stairs up and over. Yeah. They're there and I'm going. Yeah. So if this, if <laughs> and my I'm head's going. This, I'm going. <laughs> so like if I'm in a room of people and it doesn't feel like that's the vibe mm-hmm. and it feels like they're putting a limit on me, I'm just getting in a different room of people. I'm not wow. trying hard with people that aren't going to be there alongside of me. Does that make sense? Like it makes I'm sense. not trying harder then you're willing to go with me. I'm not dragging you. You're either going to help me, we're going to go together, or I'm just going to go in a different direction and go up a different way. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. Thank you for that. I think that so many times, um, and and, and for men too, so many times we feel like we're locked in. Um, I was watching... um, I was watching uh this is my this movie has been out for years. 
but it was my first time seeing it yesterday. Benjamin Button. Oh, I haven't and, seen it. Okay. Oh, it's with it's with uh it's with Brad Pitt. And okay. um it's it's a it's a very unique uh story. But toward the end, um his daughter found these postcards. And on the postcards, he he writes his wishes and his desires for her. And I don't remember every single thing that he wrote, but essentially the, the gist of it was, you're not locked into any one thing. Be whoever it is that is in your heart to become. If this path is not working, then you have you you have it within you to change course. You have it within you to change path. You have it in you to go ahead and do whatever needs to be done for you mm-hmm. to go ahead and evolve, for you to make those changes. Um, right. It's okay to fail. It's okay to get up. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to, to be successful. It's okay to have your learning curves, but whatever it is, you don't have to be locked in to this one space and you don't have to let anybody identify you. You okay. can, you have it. You, it's almost like a seed, a seed. I can call, I can look at a seed right now and I can say it's an apple seed all day, all day long. I call it apple seed, but when I put it in the ground and, and an orange tree comes <laughs> up, you know, I like you already have what, everything inside of you. You just need to have the right surroundings, the right sunlight. You have everything in you already, you know, so no matter what people call you, it's what's in you. That's what's going to come out. That's right. So, wow. Thank you for that, Stacey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? I think we are due for a break and we are, when we come back, we are going to have our homie, our friend, Kalila Wright. Don't Love go her. anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. You are Not. listening to the Tommy Talk Show with Stacey DeStefano, my guest co-host, and me, your host, T.W. Suggs. Stay right there. We'll be back. What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. You are listening to the Tommy Talk Show. I am your host, T.W. Suggs, and today I have the awesome pleasure of having with me uh, Stacey DeStefano, my guest co-host, and we are getting ready to hop into an amazing conversation with the one and the only Khalila Wright. This episode, we are celebrating her power. Women in leadership showing up in their absolute authenticity, showing up in their awesomeness, their phenomenalness, their greatnesses, all that dopenesses, all of that. We're celebrating women who are showing up in their leadership power. And again, like I said, we have with us the amazing Khalila Wright, who is a trailblazer, culture shifter, founder and CEO of Mess in a Bottle, which has gained a lot of traction and is supported by, you know, some icons. You may know them. You may not like Viola Davis. I don't know if that name sounds familiar. I I don't know. Uh, You know, Serena Williams. I don't know. You know, that sounds, you know, a little, you know, eh, sounds familiar. I don't know. Uh, you know, y- Yvonne Orji uh, and uh, so many more. Uh, this brand has also been featured on uh, national television shows. Um, one of them, uh, Shark Tank um, with uh, Shark Tank's Mark Cuban. And as far as the meaningful partnerships with Warner Brothers, BET, Google, and most recently Target for their Black History Month. Kalila, welcome, my friend. Thank you guys so much for having me. Really excited about this. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead, Stacey. I was listening. Go ahead, Stacey. Oh, no. I am so happy to see your face and I'm so happy to be here with you. I met Tommy to talk about this and I said, you got to get her. This is it. I'm not, doing a, <laughs> not doing a phenomenal woman show without Kalila. This is it. Yes. Wow, I'm humble. Thank you. Absolutely. So the whole month of May, uh, it, we're dedicating to uh, to women. You know, Mother's Day is in May, and we just wanted to dedicate the entire uh, month of May to women. In our last episode, we celebrated uh, phenomenal women, and then this episode, we're, we're continuing that conversation, and we're celebrating her power. And like Stacy said, we were speaking about, um, we were talking about how we wanted the show to look and who we wanted as guests, and your name was the first name that came up. And she said, you got to look at her page. Kalila, I went to your page, sis. And when I looked at your page, I'm looking like, yo, yo, <laughs> she is a goat, yo. So, and, and, and I was absolutely, and I was just telling Stacy, I said, even with, I said, her fashion sense alone, mm-hmm. like, Kalila, yo, you are a beast. I like to push the envelope a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I definitely think you, see you that. You remade the envelope. <laughs> I think that's what. As a matter of fact, what envelope? I mean, you just out here sending letters. There ain't no envelope in there. <laughs> Look, you just sending them. Wow, that's so true. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Kalila, yeah. you're uh, so so messing a bottle, but um, you are sharing some amazing messages and I was telling Stacy right before you came on that some like some of the messages could be could be its own book. It could be um you know pages long, but you just have this way of just boiling it down to the core with this really profound with really profound statements. Um some of which, you know, uh some are really fun and funny, and then other ones really make you be like, wow. So, such as torn between eating a snack and being a snack. Um, <laughs> a black woman created this. Queens don't be afraid to rule like a king. I love the tea so much that I, I love this tea so much that I left my pants at home. Sis, tell me about Mess in a Bottle. What was the thinking behind this? Why is this necessary? So Mess in a Bottle, it stems from the 310 BC form of receiving a message in the ocean. And, you know, um, I started the company in 2016, shortly after the Freddie Gray uprising here in Baltimore. So Freddie Gray, an African-American male, he died while in police custody. And so that really, you know, prompted me to want to create a message. And I felt like the people needed a message. Their voices were stifled. So when I started the business, you know, um, I didn't know what I was like sort of going towards and like giving. But it was the fact that people gravitated towards it. And, you know, no matter if they were, you know, the same race or gender or, you know, I think that that was the beauty of it. Um, It gave people a way of being able to stand in solidarity with one another. Mm. So I think that's why the messages really, um, you know, connected so well, as well as, you know, mess in a bottle. We talk about love, life, career, current events. So, you know, we aim to create these like witty, funny, but, you know, like conversation starters. You know, that is what mess in a bottle is truly about. Like we, We try to go into areas that, you know, sometimes it's a difficult conversation. Sometimes people don't know what to say. So, you know, we Mm. aim to kind of have a message so we can be able to, you know, get people to, 
you know, more or less, like even just have the conversation around it. There's no like sort of wrong or right. Wow. Um, we, try to, we try to lean more towards being very, not bipartisan, but a little bit, you know, with a lot of liberal <laughs> edge, if that makes sense. But we want people to question some things. We want people to talk about it. And we want to have those difficult conversations. Like, this is what it's about. Um, I think mm-hmm. that one of the things that we lack is the fact that we're not having, you know, more conversations about certain topics. And that, you know, people are at home having the conversations with cousins, uncles, you know, like people who have the same ideology as them. Yeah. So, of course, the viewpoint mm-hmm. is going to go and spew generations to come, you know, because we're not really having the conversation. You know, so mess in a bottle, we want you to walk through an airport and have a powerful message on and for someone to really, you know, question it, ask you, like, what does it mean that a black woman created this? Um, yeah. You know, so that's what we can do. Yeah. I, I actually had my um, shirt on today running errands this morning and I have uh, many, but my favorite one is strong as the woman next to me. So that's the one I had on today. And it was interesting. Only one time where I wore that. And I want to hear what you think of this, Kay, where someone said, oh, because you think you're stronger than the woman. Like they took it as competitive instead of like solidarity. So have you, right? Like I was saying, oh, I'm as strong as the woman next to me. Well, what's interesting is like, you know, I come up with a lot of messages and sometimes not all of them either stick or sometimes not a lot of them, you know, and sometimes when I know it's a good message is when you are questioning like sort of the validation of the meaning or it has like dual meaning or you're like, well, do you mean this or do you mean that? And, you know, and I think that that's, again, part of the conversation. I've definitely had times where I created something and it had more of, you know, like an eyebrow raise or people are like, hey, that's kind of negative. And I'm like, is it? You know, so mm. I think it really just depends on how people perceive it and what they take from it, um, which, you know, then I kind of, you know, share more. Even the message of Queen, don't be afraid to rule like a king. It's so interesting that so many people are they have more of a negative reaction. Like it's it's so like it's so 50 50. Like there's some people, uh, more people love it. You know, and they get it like, you know, we're not as a woman. I'm not saying that I want to have the strength of, you know, that a man or I'm stronger than a man. Um, but what I am saying is that th- that as women, we know that in leadership positions and, you know, being, a, a, you know, being the more powerful player, you know, sometimes is the king. And we, I wanted that women know like, hey, you can be this power position that you desire don't be afraid and so the it's more of the you know for you to say to yourself like don't be afraid to rule with an iron fist that's really Mm -hmm. all it is you know um because um you know as women when we do rule with an iron fist we get you know chastised or we get told that you know we are you know um just being you know negative or not or have an attitude and so you know, it was my sort of way of saying, like, don't be afraid of that. You know, men can do this all the time and rule wow. and they are deemed as strong. But the minute a woman does it, it's like, oh, man, you You're know, bossy. Like, yeah, you know, she's not a good person or and mm-hmm. it's just like, no, you're angry. You know, so. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. you get all these negative, you know, associations with it. So 
that was what my meaning was. But, you know, I love when people challenge it. And a lot of people wanted me to write and, like, change the message. They wanted it to say, queen, don't be afraid to rule like a queen. And I'm like, girl, no. (laughs) That's not what I meant. It's not what I'm saying. Like, I get that all the time where people want me to change the message. You know, even torn between eating a snack and being a snack. People are like, why can't you be both? Of course you could be both. Do you? Like, that's the whole, you know, it's it's not saying that you have to choose one, you know? Um, It's just saying on tonight, do you want a cookie or do you want to work out? And that is something that we all experience. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I just, you know, I kind of chuckle and, you know, and that is what Mess in the Bottle is about. It, it, it brings the conversation and, you know, and it's okay that everyone, it's not for everyone. The messages aren't mm-hmm. for everyone and that's okay mm-hmm. too. Uh, see, unapologetic, Tommy, that's what we were talking about, right? That's one I, of the reasons I love her. Yes. And we were, Khalili, we were talking earlier about kind of intentionally putting women in your circle that hype squad, elevate, empower, support each other. And one of the things that I loved about you right away when we connected was that like, so realness, unapologetic, this is who I am. This is who we are. There's no pretense. It's like, I think the first time we ever spoke, I was like, okay, I feel like I've known her 10 years. Like this is it, you know? (laughs) Right. Wow. That's amazing. And I think that also speaks volumes of, um, connection and not just connection, but connection of the heart. Right. So even though I may not have, even though we may, you know, um, not have the same experiences, et cetera, like there's still a connection here that still bonds us together. Um, that's amazing. Let, let me ask you a question. So how, and I feel that you both fit into this category of, um, being, an unapologetic leader, because even with the messages that you're saying, you know, that you're putting on, um, on the, on your merchandise for, for messing a bottle, like people are, the culture is trying to sometimes sounds like trying to bully or trying to force you to change a message that no, this is how I authentically feel. Mm -hmm. This is real for me. This is how, um, I'm seeing this, this is how I'm making sense of this, and this is what I'm going to put out. How do you, how did you manage to get that level of audacity, that level of strength, that level of resilience? Where, where did that come from? And how, and what, what message would you give to other women who are struggling with that? Well, you know, I had to learn, I will say this, um, you know, one, I did have to learn to listen. All right. There's also power in that as well. Um, because honestly, if there's a message being shared and it's falling short or falling on like sort of the wrong ears or, you know, bringing forward like some, you know, emotion that wasn't my intention, Hmm. you know, I look at it and sometimes I'm like, did I do my job? Like, did I create a message in a way in which people get it? And not always do I create something that is like, ooh, that was it, that hit, you know, or that was what you wanted and the intention of what you wanted. So I think with that, um, you know, I kind of intentionally asked myself, like, could you have said a different word? You know, is there a way to, like, shorten the phrase? Is there something? Or is it that, like you said, society isn't ready for, like, this specific message or the conversation or, you know, and I think something even more to put 
in uh, perspective too, because I'm a black woman, black immigrant woman, I think that sometimes like there's some things that, you know, maybe sometimes my audience feels like I don't have the right to maybe talk about, you know, wow. kind of thing. Too. And wow. so that's also interesting sometimes to see because it's almost like, who are you to tell me like, I can't have a thought about like Muslim, you know, like things that are happening within a Muslim community that's still affecting the world, you know? Wow. So I think there is a, it's a very fine line, um, but I do possess a confidence that I'm like, but I also, you know, it took me some years, but you know, two things, one, to gain the confidence with knowing like, all right, you have the audacity and it's okay, you know, you can, you know, who else is gonna change the narrative and conversation if you don't try? But also, I think that um, it makes me, I think it took me some years to really consider that maybe what some people are saying, that I should examine that. So even queen, don't be afraid right. to rule like a queen. Right. Like I'll ask myself, it doesn't sit right with me. It's not what I mean. Right. It's not yeah. what my intentions are, you know? So, but I did examine it. I didn't just disregard it. To me, to be a strong leader, you still have to listen. You still have to question, you know, and hear what your audience is saying. And, you know, like, even, for example, we have a shirt that says, my mom was everything in that time. It's definitely paying homage to, like, people whose parent mothers have, like, passed away. I get in the comments all the time, why does this shirt not say my mom is and why does it say my mom was only? Like, it is so wow. super insensitive to me and... When I first put it out, I used to put it out with my mom was and my mom is. But as the years went by, if you really think about it, there is not almost anything on the market around Mother's Day that actually is dedicated or even throughout the year that's dedicated right. to people who lost their, their mother wow. or lost right. their father. You know, that's so right. why would I create something that you can probably go to Target and pick up a shirt that is saying, Mom, I love you. Yeah, I, you know, whatever. I got you. <laughs> when someone whose parent is no longer here, there's not a large market of finding an item for them. You know, and so I've just, again, I stood my ground. I don't create it right now. It doesn't say my mom is. It just says my mom was. And that's where my stance lies. You know, so and even um, I'll just also briefly share even with politics, you know, so when um, at the beginning of this, I said, it's not that I'm not bipartisan. I'm a Democrat. I, you know, like I have certain beliefs. I have certain liberal beliefs. And like I had to say and you do have to sometimes almost choose, you know, you can't be this is not like a. Oh, well, maybe. And, you know, like, I think that at the beginning, I wanted to, like, appease everyone that I was creating messages for. And gotcha. I think I was like, okay, well, maybe we could create shirts that, you know, kind of said this and that. But as the years went by and, you know, some of the governmental things that happened that I don't agree with, I'm like, I cannot, you know, if we're mm -hmm. a company that may be unapologetic and and speak up like I cannot you know say oh I'm kind of in between like yeah no one, your your audience doesn't want a cut uh you know a, a company that's in between you either have a stance or you don't and yeah. you know and I've learned that and that's not the easiest thing either I'm not like 
all the way up with politics or all the way up with knowing like what things I should and shouldn't do. You know, I had to even apologize for something, you know, like not that long ago. I took a picture with um, it's the founder of, I believe, Chick-fil-A. And I yes. didn't know that there was so much uproar mm -hmm. in regards to him and maybe some comments in regards to the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. And like my audience, we have a large LGBTQ plus community. And they were like, girl, no, not him. <laughs> like everybody else but him. And I was like, so, you know, again, there mm -hmm. is a, an amount of, hey, sorry, I didn't know. You know, yeah. like, I bet, you know, and it's yeah. okay to also, and I'll, and I'll just share too, it's okay to change your mind on a view too. Like, wow. I give myself that room. To be like, yo, I thought this, but now I'm thinking that. Like, yeah. and that's okay. Like, yeah. I'm like, I've learned more. I've educated myself a little bit more on this. And so that's the grace that I also give myself. So maybe that's all a part of the audacity. I'm like, look, the internet gone internet. They going to say what they want to say. <laughs> Come on. Some people will love you. Mm -hmm. The others will not like you. You know, like, right. there's going to be a lot of that. And it's up to you to have the confidence to be like, I'm wrong today or right tomorrow. Mm -hmm. or But my heart is pure, you know? Wow. So even if, like, I have no, there's no ill intent and not that someone's, you know, the message coming across me, you know, it might rub someone the wrong way. And it's okay for me to also acknowledge that and do something about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that we were talking earlier about how not every room is for you and that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be OK with everyone in every room and you don't have to be everything to everybody. And you choose where you're going to spend your time and your presence and your voice. And, and I love that speaks to that totally. You know, I'm also thinking about something I we talked about briefly in the past and I followed a couple of times when the social media comments come out on your page. You have the shirt that says to my black people, I love you. Mm -hmm. And some people who are white wear the shirt. And mm -hmm. have and you have, you know, I don't know if you want to say more about that, but you have posted DMs and messages where people say, can I wear this? Is this okay? Am right. I doing the wow. right? You know, how is that taken? And you are so positive about, yes, of course you, why wouldn't you do that? But right. people on your page have said, no, uh -uh, I don't agree. She right. shouldn't be wearing yeah, that. Yeah, wow. I mean, the shirt was a shirt that was in Target. And funny enough, like we did, we received a lot of, you know, we received a lot of backlash, even from like the Target, you know, supporters and community, you know, people didn't know about us. You know, this is just something that I've learned about being in retail and certain things like they're shopping blind. They don't know mess and bottle. They barely know. They just think it's a black person they picked up from a corner <laughs> and put in Target. You know, like, oh, we found another black girl. Let's put her in Target for Black History Month, you know? And so we were very intentional with the things we created for Target for Black History Month. And it was funny because even with creating it, I was a little nervous like, Target, look, I'm a black Brooklyn girl. Are you sure you're ready for my message? Because I'm not coming wow. with, like, love us, you know, hearts, you know. It's yeah. like, we're going to be powerful with the message. I think mm -hmm. we created another one that said, like, don't be distracted by, you know, what you see, believe what you know. Like, you know, it was a whole, like, we gave powerful messages. And so, um, you know, to my Black people, I love you. You know, of course, you always are going to have, you know, people from different races are going to be like, well, what about me? Don't you love me? And I'm like, but I'm talking about my Black people right now. <laughs> <laughs> He right. that, you know, and I'm like, 
you know, we have to understand just community-wise things that's going on in the world and no one is lessening, you know, saying lesser of this, more of that. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, how powerful is it for somebody of a different, you know, race to be walking by and they have on a shirt and that says like, to my black wow. people, I love you. Like sometimes people need to hear that. People need to know that. People need to feel that. Yeah. And so, you know, I, again, I'm not apologizing for that. I'm not mad at it. What I said is what I meant, and mm -hmm. you know, I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. And um, you know, in regards to white people wearing it, I do um appreciate. You know, I've had people who, you know, they say, "Hey, can my kids wear this? You know, is it okay? I'm not black, and I do the, you know, and I'm like. My answer is if you are a messenger, and that's what I call the people who support the brand, if you are a messenger, wear the message. If wow. you are not a messenger, don't wear the message. That's, <laughs> that's as easy as it can get. And at the end of the day, like I've received some very impactful you know, support um, emails that are like, listen, I live in a very small white town. They're like, there's no black people here. And I wore this shirt out today. And they're like, and people stared at me, but I wore it. And I'm yeah. like, go ahead. Yeah. And it's yeah. powerful, you know, yeah. and people want to stand in solidarity with one another. And this is how. That's wow. Wow. Kalita, thank you for that. Listen, we are actually nearing our time. I have... um one question for you. Um, well, actually two. I'm going to ask you this question and then I want you to tell people where they can find you and where they can support uh, Mess in a Bottle. All right. Um, I, I, and I asked this question during our last episode. And um, so if we were pulling together a toolbox, right, um, for a woman who is in the process of becoming, mm. What would you put in that toolbox? It could be tangible or intangible. Mm. So we do have a message journal and it is a writing prompt and it has 365, you know, like sort of quotes and messages for you to write a message to yourself. And wow. the reason that I would say this would be an important tool in the toolbox is because especially if you are in the process of like becoming and trying to, you know, change your trajectory of where you want to go and what you want to do. I think the first step is really understanding you and yeah. sort of understanding mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. change that you mm -hmm. want. And so this journal really forces you to answer some questions and say some things to yourself. And the goal of it is to be able to, at the end of the year, like, read it back and be like, wow, like there was growth, there was change, there's, you know, imagine what I'm going to do next year. You know, that is the power of sort of writing a message to yourself. And I would say that would be one of the things that I would um, put in the toolbox. Mm -hmm. Ooh, thank you. I'm going to have to get that because actually that was one of the questions that I have on here because the journal says it's a, uh, one of the uh, the message at the uh, bottom of it says a journal to heal, to love and to figure out my mess. So that was if I had a little bit more time, I was going to dig into that because that right there. Oh, goodness. All right. So listen, Kalila, how can people get uh, get their own message? How can people find your work? How can people connect with you? Like, wh where are you on social media, your website? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Messing a Bottle. I'm doing a little TikTokers here and there at, you know, Messing a Bottle as well. 
Um, you can find us. Our website is www.messinabottle.com. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Kalila, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate you. Um, everybody, don't go anywhere. We will be right back for our closeout for the Tommy Talk Show. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. You've been listening to the Tommy Talk Show, and I had my amazing guest co-host, Stacy DeStefano. Stacy, anything you want to share with thank us, my you. friend? Oh, thanks. This is a treat. I want to be back. So we got to have a part two. Oh, we're going to have a part two. We're going to have a part two. <laughs> Where okay. can people find you, my friend? You know, LinkedIn is probably the best, and it's Stacy Olson DeStefano. I leave the maiden name in there, honoring my dad. So find wow. me on LinkedIn, connect. That'll take you to our website. Um, would love to be connected to your audience as well. Excellent. Stacy. thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you, my friend. I love you, Tom. I love, I love you. you too, sis. You know that. So ladies and gentlemen, this is our episode for the Tommy Talk Show where we celebrated her power. Uh, yeah. Stay tuned. We will have another episode soon. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at TWSugs, Facebook TWSugs, website www.twsugs.com. And don't forget that we are in partnership with P3 Christian Radio, iHeart. Uh, the Culture Talk Show, and we have our amazing producer here, Keith Pelzer, and we are at the Convos Lounge. We'll talk to you soon. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye bye.